We hope you enjoy the following Playboy Radio production. Chances are you're going to love what you hear. Please go to PlayboyRadio.com and become a member for more Playmates, more shows, and exclusive extras. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Charm the panties right off of her. Play with me. PlayboyRadio.com A show all about the playful side of sex and sexuality. Oh my gosh. Hosted by Miyoko. America's toy educator and intimacy expert. Okay, let's begin. Everybody, it is Play With Me here on Playboy Radio, and we are talking all about being charming today. And I think that that is a lost art. We were actually talking a few weeks ago about it, about how guys, especially the younger generation, seem to not understand how being a gentleman and being charming and just kind of I don't know, existing in that space doesn't seem to resonate with them. They're like, no, I'm a guy. She's a girl. It should be equal. I shouldn't have to pay for dates. I shouldn't have to open doors. And it really blew my mind to hear guys kind of coming from this place of like, it's equality. Like, yes, by all means, be equal. I'm male or I'm female. You're male. We should be equal. Like, have equal rights, but at the same time, I want to be treated like a lady. And I think there is a lost art. There is a lost art of charm. And so luckily, we've got Jordan Harbinger today from The Art of Charm, and he's going to be talking with us exactly about that, like how to really show up and be the man that you are destined to be. And not just for my sake, like don't do it just to get the girl, but to win in every aspect of your life. He's actually got a really great program called The Art of Charm. And um, this is a guy that I'm going to tell you, I was blown away. He's the real deal. Like this guy has actually even been kidnapped. (laughs) And I can't wait to hear more about this. But really says that the reason, the only reason that he's still alive is because of his ability to be able to talk his way out of something. And that has to do with some charm, my friends. That is not just assessing a situation. That's a talent. That is a true talent right there. And so I'm not going to make you guys wait any longer. I've got Jordan on the phone. Hey, Jordan. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for making this work today. Um, What you do is amazing. I've been watching some of your videos on YouTube, and you are the real deal. I've got to tell you, I've looked up programs for tips for guys and like scripts for guys. There's all kinds of junk out there for men to try to like get the girl, get the job, be the guy. And how do you separate yourself from all of that? Yeah, I mean, we started out not really planning on on doing any of this. We started the show mostly talking about, oh, wow, you know, dating is kind of hard. Why is it so annoyingly hard? Actually, right. <laughs> really, really working with that. And and what we noticed was that all of the shows that were out there, first of all, we were one of the first podcasts anywhere. Um, we started this nine and a half years ago. So we've been broadcasting for a long time. And the show started out as just, dating, talking about networking, talking about meeting, attracting women and talking about making connections. And we never thought of ourselves as coaches of any kind. And we just kept talking and being really honest and vulnerable and not marketing. Mm -hmm. And that was really kind of in hindsight, the most brilliant accident ever, because what happened was we amassed this really nice following of guys that were like, hey, we can actually trust you because you're not just trying to sell your latest BS ebook. (laughs) And that was great for us. And eventually it evolved. I used to be a Wall Street attorney. So like my and my business partner was a cancer biologist. So this isn't like wake what? up. Yeah. 
business. Okay. You know, those guys like, I could totally teach guys how to pick up chicks because I'm unemployed. Let me start a business. It wasn't that. We both left very lucrative careers to do this. Well, and I kind of, no offense, but I kind of feel like you're in that nerd sector as well. And so you're speaking from experience. Like you're not like, you know, the guy who always got the girl. Like you're coming from this perspective of being a brainy, intelligent, clearly sensitive kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I was mostly just kind of a little bit socially clueless. To be honest, we're we're having some real talk Uh, when it came to meeting and attracting women, because I had tons of friends and it was like, well, wait a minute. How come this is so difficult? Uh, What's the deal? It started off with networking. You know, I worked for a Wall Street firm and the partner that hired me was never in the office. And one day I said, how come you make all this money and you're never, never here? We're supposed to bill hours. And he's like, look, I bring in all the business and all the big deals. Right. And I thought, wait a minute. If you're bringing in all these deals, this could be my ticket to the top of the law game because I'm not the smartest guy in the room. And even though I'm a very hard worker, I'll never outwork somebody who left their family in Bulgaria to work here. You know, (laughs) I'm just not that hungry. And so I started to learn these skills. And what I found was, wait a second, this is what I'm really good at networking, teaching the skills of networking Mm -hmm. and communication. So now, you know, looking at what the Art of Charm has done since then, it's it's a completely different show. I mean, we are focusing on what for most people is something they dread and turning it into one of their strongest competitive advantages in the workplace or in relationships. Well, and you are in the top five. What are you actually? What's your number? Uh, it Well, in the top five, in all of iTunes, we're in the top 50, and in business, we're number three. So that's that's no... That's nothing to shake a stick at because, frankly, look, the person in front of me is uh, is Dave Ramsey, right? <laughs> Who And we're number one in management and marketing, but the person in front of me is Dave Ramsey, who's been a famous talk show host for, I don't know, three or four decades or something like that. Yeah. And then NPR's Planet Money. Yeah, no, I well done. Well done. So you guys are listening. This is no joke. Like these are <laughs> these are the guys to be listening to the Art of Charm. They are going to actually provide you with some tools that you can really put into practice and see results with. I mean, this is not like you were saying just a bunch of BS. Like here's our latest ebook. This is this is the real deal. Now, I got to when I was reading about your bio a little bit and you were kidnapped. <laughs> I got to hear how you talked your way out of that one. Times and and so I'll keep the story short simply because it is this is essential. It's not really like a, oh, that's such a funny story. I used to be a teacher in Serbia, which is in the former Yugoslavia, and I moved around a lot and I had a lot of connections and I was always on the go. So people uh, in the government kind of assumed I was a spy. I had a you know defense department scholarship to go and work and study there. And so basically what had happened was they were looking for me and they found me at once and they were like, oh, we're going to go for a little ride. And so we did. And they, I was with a friend of mine who was also, uh, his dad was an organized crime figure. So they were kind of like, hey. Uh, <laughs> the plot thickens. I would think we hit the jackpot here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it became very problematic for us really, really quickly, <laughs> as you might imagine. And we ended up discussing with them. Well, I should say my friend had a big mouth. He didn't fare as quite as well. But for me, I ended up talking with them about food and drinking and, you know, literally having drinks with them. So you're becoming their best friends, basically. Yeah. And the guy was in no mood. I mean, he was just not not he was not looking forward to, to dealing with me. And 
And so it was it was surprising, frankly. It was quite surprising to have that happen. But this was the Art of Charm in, in action. Um, I ended up getting away with my friend, you know, and these guys later, they saw us and they were just like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, it's all good. It, it was It was kind of unbelievable the amount of trust we were able to build in a short time with somebody who, in theory, is they were state security officers, basically their FBI, mm-hmm. kind of FBI, CIA type guys. They were had training for this, and it still was working. And so this was something where this was even before we'd started this as a business. And I was like, wait a minute, this this has application outside of just meeting girls in bars or in you know at work or working my way up the corporate ladder. There's something here that's so powerful. And now we have intelligence agents, military special forces coming through from different countries um, that take our classes here in L.A. They fly in from all over the world. That's yeah, incredible. Doctors, lawyers, Green Berets, Special Air Service, everything. Oh, my God. So, guys, if you're listening to this, I mean, clearly, this is a very effective tool. These are very effective social skills that you should be practicing and enhancing and building so that you can apply them to your own lives and just be killing it all over the place. Work intimate life, (laughs) family life, whatever. So clearly you were able to assess a situation. Obviously, you're kind of in a sense telling them what they want to hear, which sometimes I think, you know, when guys apply that in the dating world, it makes it ingenuine. And yeah. yeah. So how do you distinct? What's the distinction for you between the two when when you teach men to really like charm a woman like it, how does he do that in an authentic way versus sure so so it's very it's actually pretty counterintuitive because the way that we teach this skill set has nothing to do with be it, it, it's actually the opposite of being i guess you would say disingenuous and trying to tell people what they want to hear so i wasn't just telling this guy what he wanted to hear i was actually redirecting the conversation in a very skillful way um d- getting him away from emotionally charged topics right. and using other emotionally charged topics that were benign to do so for example he was saying things like you're here we know you're doing something shady we don't really know what it is but we're going to we're going to get it out of you And I was, so this is an emotionally charged topic for him, right? Sure. So what we did instead, what I did instead was said something like, look, no, I'm here. I teach refugees because there was this war that tore this place apart. And the things I enjoy the most about this country are this, this, and this. And it was a little bit less robotic, but, you know, in the interest of radio. (laughs) Or this, this, and this, and he was like, "Wait a minute! You, you know, you know these people, and you grew up uh, there, and there's Serbians over there, and you're learning our language, and you know, you like this type of food." And I'm like, "Yeah, this is real." And he's, and so we get, went off on these tangents that were also emotional, but since they were about food, politics, and uh, and women, and and you know, immigration, they were different. They weren't directed at me. Right. So then I was able to round those down to unemotional topics, such as where should I eat dinner later tonight? Hint, hint, you're going to let me go, and I'm going to be able to eat dinner somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a lot of that and we were talking about a lot of those things and those worked out really, really, that type of topic worked really well. And so these, these were the, this was sort of the path that got taken uh, when it comes to this. And so this was, I was thereby able to sort of redirect the conversation. And so when you're doing that, you do the same thing with women when you meet them instead of, cause you have to realize when you're taught and you realize this, but when men are speaking with women, <laughs> they don't realize the female's primary concern is often safety. Yes. Whereas guys are just trying to get it in or get to get her to open up a little bit. The woman's like, think if a, if a girl comes up and talks to me, for example, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, this is interesting. Uh, maybe she's hitting on me or maybe she wants 
something from me, but I don't know what it is. A woman's like, does this guy want to just have sex with me or is he going to kill me too? Or like, like, what is this person's history? Can I, can I get away from this person? He's big. Like, am I going to be able to do that? Right. Those are never concerns never cross a guy's mind. So we might push things a little far and she's going, Oh my God, I haven't decided whether I'm comfortable with you yet. And you're escalating way too fast. I've got to go. And guys do this all the time. And then the other hand, guys will do something like, well, I can't be that guy who escalates too fast. So they don't do anything. And the girl's like, guess he's not interested and bounces. Right. And so we find a a fine point in there. And one of the best ways that we have found to do that is to be vulnerable. And that's really powerful. And again, counterintuitive, because what essentially what that means is I might come into a place uh, and start a conversation. Let's say I meet somebody even through friends or or out someplace. I might say something like, oh, man, you know, I've been studying so hard, working so hard. I haven't even been in a crowd like this for a while. I forget how sort of intimidating this can be. If you say that, it's just immediately disarming. Oh, completely. Because it's like, oh, you're mildly uncomfortable right now, and yet you're strong enough to admit that to a woman that you just met. And that's extremely powerful and disarming. And and the beautiful part about it is it doesn't work if you're full of crap. Because she can tell by your nonverbal communication, which is something we teach a lot at The Art of Charm, mostly, in fact, we focus on nonverbal. She can tell whether you're genuine or not. Women are actually evolved in a much more powerful way to sense uh, nonverbal communication, such as body language and vocal tonality and Mm -hmm. eye contact. So those things, typically, those things end up being the kind of telltale sign that women will go, "Mm, there's something weird about him. I don't know what it is. Because women don't have training in this area generally. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but he creeps me out. And usually what creepy kind of is, is the... There's there's sort of a um, incongruous, which means doesn't match, area between <laughs> what their body is saying and what their mouth is saying. So if I'm like, yeah, I'm totally harmless, but I'm really dominant physically and I'm leaning into your psychological state and I say something like, yeah, I find crowds like this intimidating. She's like, uh, no, you're just saying that. Right. Right. You're domineering. But if you're just being yourself completely normal and yet you're being aware of all the things that we would teach you at AOC, you can be vulnerable and she can go, oh, he's being genuine, but he doesn't look like a giant wuss. Mm-hmm. He just looks like somebody who isn't afraid of what other. Oh, were you enjoying that? Well, if you think that was good, you should go to PlayboyRadio.com and hear what happens next. The first 30 days are free, so you have nothing to lose. See you there. Playboyradio.com Thanks for listening to Playboy Radio on SoundCloud. Make sure you like us on Facebook, Playboy Radio. We promise you won't be disappointed.